If you would, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 58. I'm going to read from verse 11 to set this up. And uh, this is something that God uh, spoke to me in uh, late October. Late October. I don't, it's very rare that I go to Isaiah, but I went to Isaiah. And uh, this is how it reads. I hope that you're there. It says this, the Lord will guide you always. You believe that? The Lord will guide you. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. For just a moment, I know that you're trying to grasp this, but can you close your eyes for a second? I believe our imaginations can do the best work And as I read this, just imagine it. The Lord will guide you always. Hasn't he been faithful? He will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs. And a sun-scorched land, it will strengthen you. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. You won't fail. Go ahead and take your right hand, place it on your heart, repeat after me. Eyes to see, heart to receive, a mouth to confess, all of the good things Christ has provided for me. Come on, clap your hands and give him some praise one more time. Now let me very quickly say that I'm excited about bringing this two-part series to you and uh It's crossing over from the old into the new. I believe there's something significant that us as a church here that we're crossing over into, but more in your personal lives, individually, you sense like you're having a crossover from something old to something new. In late October, as I got up on a Monday morning and I read my Bible and and I've been trying to do this more often Um, I read my Bible, but it was a portion of scripture that just encouraged me. And you see, a lot of times for pastors, it feels like we're the ones that that are guiding. Matter of fact, we're considered the, the shepherds of the flock. And so the church is determined based on what the leader is doing. Are you hearing me? So we hear that as pastors, as ministers, as leaders, you could even take this into your own world, into your own family. But we hear this and we say, well, I have to be able to lead these people because if I don't, the church will fail. But as I read this scripture, Isaiah 58, 11 stood out to me and this is what it says. And I declare this over you. Because you're a leader over someone. Maybe you're a leader over yourself. Maybe you're a leader over your own business. Maybe you're a leader over your family. Maybe, maybe you're just leading a group of people. Isaiah 58, 11 says this, that the Lord will guide you always. Now, that is a faith statement right there. Because understand, as human beings, we want it spelled out for us. 2021, I have a dream, Lord. Tell me what to do, and I'll follow that to a T. Tell me what it looks like, and I'll follow it to a T. Tell me who to get involved, right, into what I'm doing, and I'll follow it. You tell me what to do, and I'll do it. 
But here it says that the Lord will guide you always. Always. Which means that this thing right here is a faith walk. And it's as if, and it's as if while I was reading this, the Lord said, son, you're not even the one guiding. I'm the guide. I'm the shepherd. I'm the leader. Do you know what 2021 is going to be? If you didn't know, you're going to have to learn how to see and lead without seeing around the corner. Because there's going to be a lot of things that you can't see. You didn't know that 2020 was going to end like this. You didn't know that, right, the back half of 2020, there was going to be things going on in our world that we've never seen before. So as believers, as new covenant believers, as people of God, sons and daughters who are supposed to be expressions of his light and his kingdom here on earth, you and I are going to have to learn how to see without actually seeing around the corner. Which means that we're going to have to let him lead. Which means that the only way I allowed him to lead is if I know his voice. If I know what he's trying to tell me. And so let's talk about that today because it's very important that we learn to do that. And there's no doubt about it that, that we need divine guidance. Hey, in 2020, we needed divine guidance. In 2021, Nothing changes, child of God, you're going to need divine guidance. And we'll need it the year after, and we'll need it the year after that, right? So there are two schools of thought concerning divine guidance. Okay, the first one is this. On one hand, some expect no specific direction from God other than basic morality. I've lived that way, right? Divine guidance, you're just going to show me how to act, how to be, right? That's what I expect from you, God. But understand this, that can be summed up as some kind of Christian deism, which says that God set things up in the beginning, whenever that was, but has pretty much left everything else up to you and I. And then if he decides to intervene from time to time, it's his business, right? That's how some of us think. But then there's another extreme, some are paralyzed with indecision or fear. Meaning this, that they have the mentality of sitting tight until God says, go. And can I tell you, a lot of times in 2020, I tried to sit. But then there are times where it's like, okay, you need, to, you need to make some moves. You need to get up and go and trust God in it. So what I'm sharing today is going to be right there in the middle of the road, okay? Because I, I, I believe this message is from God for all of us, and, and I believe we can take away something. We're not going to finish it today, but I'm going to cover two points today that will help us move forward with you and your family. Are you ready? There was a statement that came out of this verse, Isaiah 58, 11, and it was this. Friends of God who live by faith and consult the Lord, are led by the Spirit into God's purposes. Do you know that God still has a purpose here on earth? Do you understand that God has good things in store for you and your family here on earth? There are good things that he has prepared for you 
here on earth. I know 2020 hurt. I know 2020 hurt some of us emotionally, mentally, physically. I know it, but understand this, that God still has a purpose. Still has a purpose. Hey, you feeling down today? God still has a purpose. Hey, are you leaving 2020 more broke than when you entered it? God still has a purpose. Are you still questioning what to do? God still has a purpose. He still has a purpose. But friends of God, which you are, who live by faith, hear me, not by playing it safe, and consult the Lord, which means tune into his voice, are led by the Spirit into God's purposes. Hey, I was the type of guy before 2020 that you have to have everything laid out for the entire year. I remember having meetings with this team and saying, this is what the year is going to look like. We're going to put every event down on calendar and follow it. Do you know what I do now? I go out three months and I say, Lord, if you want to change it, you change it. But hear me. Here's what we used to do is make our plans and then say, God bless it. Many of us do that, Lord, I'm going to make my plans, you bless it. I'm going to set my strategy, boom, bless it. Instead of understanding, hey, let's seek voice first, because when we hear his voice, when we know his voice, then maybe we'll get a strategy out of it. Are you hearing me? And so today, before we pray and before we prophesy over you, I want to break these down real quick. Remember, we're talking about things that we're taking into 2021. Repeat after me. This is the statement, friends of God who live by faith and consult the Lord are led by the Spirit into God's purposes. Do you believe that? Jot this down. I hope you use your Calvary Church app today. Number one, friends of God. What does this mean? Friends of God. If there's anything the gospel taught us, it's that God is not distant from you and I. If there's anything that the gospel has taught me in a new covenant perspective is realizing and understanding that God is close and he is near. He's considered a close friend. Jesus even said to his disciples, hey, I no longer call you servants, but now I call you friends. I call you friends. And because he considers us his friends, Get this, we truly understand that we can trust and have confidence in this friend, right? So the premise here, understand, because there's going to be some moments where we call out for help or another lifeline. The premise here is that God wants to be our friend, not our 911 call. He wants to be our friend. Not a rescue lifeline. Because when God's our best friend, we don't need to make 911 calls. Listen, we don't need to make desperation calls because we know that he's with us. We know that he's guiding us. We can trust him. No matter what's around the corner, the fact that I'm here right now says a lot about who I am and where I'm going. So we trust him. Someone said this before, that if we'll take responsibility for our relationship in the private, hear me. He'll take responsibility for the public. Listen, I'm never one 
to seek for public affirmation or anything like that, but I do understand something about getting in a private moment with God. Do, do you know, I, I love church and I love this worship experiences and I love coming together. There's nothing that can replace it. Hear me. There's nothing that can replace the saints gathering together. Nothing. No online service. Nothing. But hear me. There are moments that God is calling you to to have privately. Because in those private moments, you're going to get ideas for what's next. Hey, some of you will receive healing in your heart. You've gone to a worship experience to be able to hear a word when understand that you can just sit in your couch and, and receive the word and be healed. Private moments, right? Private moments. And truth be told, I do pray for divine guidance when, when, when I'm in a crisis moment. I absolutely do. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm learning more and more and more to expect answers. And as a pastor, that's my heart for you, that in 2021, because a lot of us felt lost at 2020, but in 2021, I hope that when you pray, you can expect answers. Because I can tell you that all day, hey, expect answers, but if you don't believe it for you, hear me, it's going to be real tough going through 2021. You can expect answers. And because your friendship with God, get this, your request lacks anxiety. Your request, right, is not a typical 911 call. You can have confidence in what he's called you to. So here's a few statements right here. Friends of God can make their request and then be at rest. Whew, I know that's helped me a lot because, remember, I could remember requesting something from God and still being anxious about him and wondering if he's going to answer it. Well, am I good enough? Did I do enough? But understand this, the new covenant, the gospel, your security in Christ. You know what it says to us? That when you make, when you make your request, you can be at rest. That's it. It means that there's no anxiety plea because you're watching what he does from a place of peace. A place of peace. Why a place of peace? Because you know the voice. I've began declaring over this team, and I'm going to declare it over you, that you grow in grace. And you grow in the knowledge of who you are in him. Do you know when you receive that revelation, nothing can take that from you? Not a situation, not even a person. Not even someone backstabbing. You can take that revelation from you. No situation can take a revelation from Jesus away from you. Or no experience can take away a revelation from Jesus. I'm telling you, you could understand that you are one with Christ and nothing can deter you from that position. Here's a second statement. Friends of God, don't fear taking risks or making mistakes. In 2021, I believe many of us in this place are going to take risks. A lot of us haven't taken any risks because we've been fearful of what could happen. But I believe a lot of us here are going to take risks when it comes to 
our careers, when it comes to believing in the local church, when it comes to being a part of a ministry, when it comes to giving to other people and the local church, we're going to take risk. But get this, because you are friends with God, you don't have to be fearful about the risk. You don't have to be hesitant about the risk. Get, get this, you have to understand that a lot of us, when we take the risk, we want warranty on what we're trying to do, meaning this, that we want some confirmation on how it's going to end up. And can I remind all of us today that faith doesn't require a full blueprint? <laughs> it doesn't. I knew I was going to be a pastor about 10 years ago. I, didn't know, I did not know it was going to look like this. But here I am. Doesn't give you a blueprint, but what God does is give you the faith to believe to take the next step. Because did you know that the Bible has a history of faithful people who started their journey without an itinerary? I mean, you can go down the list. There are a lot of people, they frequently knew only the single step in front of them. Only one step in front of them. Only one step in front of them. And they took the first step. And truth be told, many of us, we struggle with taking the first step. But, but can I tell you, can I ask you, church, will we be okay with taking one step? One step. And hear me, I know it's easier said than done because there are times I have said, Lord, if I take the first step, can you promise that I will succeed? Can you promise me? Can you give me some kind of confirmation on what it will look like? And you know what happens every time I'm reminded? He says, hey, I promise my presence, not a fail-safe journey. Oh my God, you have to understand that his presence is everything that you need, that he will go with you into what he's called you to. His presence is everything you need. And while many of us are looking for a fail safe journey, understand the moments where you fail, the moments where you find some challenges, even he can work those things out for your good. He does it. Why? Because we have God's presence. Why? Because you have God's presence. Hey, do you know how you got through 2020? God's presence. Do you know how you can come out on top? God's presence. Do you know why you have hope in your heart today on the last Sunday of 2020? God's presence. And if you're glad for God's presence, give him some praise. All right, write this down. Number two. And I'm going to close with number two right here. Friends of God who live by faith. Friends of God who live by faith are led by the spirit of peace. And we know that peace, we understand biblically that it transcends all understanding which it's beyond my capacity to understand. This is important because stepping out in faith doesn't always feel peaceful to our flesh. It doesn't always feel like 
even the step that I'm taking is purposeful. Right? But peace, I can guarantee you, reigns in your heart because of Christ. And whenever our heart is aligned with his heart, understand this, you can't see anything bad no matter what's happening around you. And the the Bible promises that there is a shalom peace, meaning a perfect peace. Shalom means a double portion of peace. And new covenant, you can translate it this way, that it's a complete peace. It's a whole peace. It's a sound peace, which means that you are healthy, that you are safe, that you will prosper in times of difficulty. The Spirit will bring you a course correction whenever you feel like you are headed somewhere in the wrong way. I can tell you this. Many of us don't move because we're afraid that we're going to go down the wrong path. That's what keeps people standing still. Lord, if I make this decision, then how do I know that I made, that I made the right decision? And a lot of us feel paralyzed based off that understanding. But hear me, even the Spirit of the Lord will bring a course correction to your life. And this is exactly what happened in David's life as he related to the Lord. And as a friend of God, David normally lived in the faith that God was with him and guided him at all single times. And by faith, he suggested to Nathan, the prophet, that he'd build a temple for God. I want to build a temple for God, David said. Nathan's default response was, whatever you have in mind, A, go ahead. Whatever you have in mind, do it. Because the Lord is with you. Now understand that, that, that David's plan wasn't God's heart for that time. So the Lord sent him a message. And Nathan came to him. And said, it isn't time to build God's house. Now hear me, because there are going to be times in 2021 where you sense God leading you somewhere. And because we don't trust God fully and completely, we make our own decisions. Maybe some of us have lived through those moments in 2020. And then God brings a course correction. Hey, it's not time yet. Child of God, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. And for many of us, those words will take us out. But can I reassure you today? Those words isn't God disqualifying what he gave you in your heart. It's a course correction. There's more to be added to your journey. Hey, there's more to be added to your life. God is making us into giants. God is making us into a big people. Where we can walk through circumstances and situations, no matter how heavy and difficult they are, that we would see those problems so small compared to what we possess on the inside of us. And to David, you have to You have to know that this came as a course correction. It was as if God was telling him, yo, pull over. The way you're going, it's time to pull the car over. And it's time to put it in park. 
And in 2020, we've done a lot of that. We pulled over and we parked. And we said, let's wait on God. Let's see how it's going to play out. Let's trust God right here. Let's not move another inch. And whether we wanted to or not, the Lord knew we needed some time to stop. (laughs) The Lord knew I needed time to reprioritize my life. The Lord knew you needed time to stop so that you could catch your breath and you can actually take inventory of all the blessings that he's brought in your life. The Lord allowed us to pull over and park and see that simplicity is actually not a bad thing. That going back to the basics of life is actually, man, the best place to be. You see, we've complicated life so much that it doesn't make sense to us anymore. We got to keep up and keep going and keep at it until something breaks loose or something shakes loose or something happens. And then we say, we did it. I worked hard for it. That was one of my goals. I did it. I get the honor, I get the glory, but understand this, God allowed us to have a course correction this year to put the car in park so that we can see the beauty out of the window instead of always going 60 miles an hour. Are you hearing me? There have been some good moments, there have been some difficult moments, but ultimately what I believe As we had some victories, even through the bad, even through the tough, we had some victories that we can stand on and we can say, if it wasn't for you, Jesus, if it wasn't for your grace, if it wasn't for your power, if it wasn't for your life and your guidance, I don't know if I would have made it. And listen, all of us got to remind ourselves that this is a good thing. Because the next time when we ask, will this be over? Next time some of us will ask, when will all this be over? When will I get through this? Hey, you have the Lord's guidance. He's guiding you through. He's guiding you through. I've never pastored in a year like this before. where there's massive panic and anxiety. Where the message that we preach was put to the test. Because if we believe what we believe, then there's no reason for us to walk around with anxiety. (laughs) If we believe what we believe that we are secure in Christ and there's no reason for us to fear the future. I've asked questions. I've wondered about 2020 and what it's going to look like. I've said this, do the people even care about the church? Do people even care anymore? 
Will we ever recover? How much longer can I navigate through this situation, through this through these restrictions? What's next, Lord? What does it look like? Because my plan's out the window. What about this one? And maybe you can relate. Do I really have what it takes? Lord, do I have what it takes? No matter what questions you may be grappling with today, I want to encourage you that we are overcomers in Christ. You have the victory. And I love what was said earlier. The fact that you're standing here says that God's presence is with you and that you're powerful and that you are more than you think because God has a perfect plan and purpose in your life. And if you believe that, come on, can you give him some praise this morning?